You're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. Welcome on to this edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast, a question that uh, has popped up from the 1980s, I think it is. Uh, this one is from Andy. Uh, Andy's saying, hi, I'm doing my first marathon in a few days. Should I be carb loading? And if so, how much and when? Uh, carb loading was huge in the 1980s it was the rage i remember when my dad was running comrades and your dad was probably the same like it was like you would eat your body weight in pasta the night before comrades and then you'd feel like death the next day is carb loading still a thing and if so how do you do it i thought when you said the 1980s you were going to start singing the theme song from ghostbusters at me you the one that sings on these podcasts you're more than welcome to sing it for us who are you going to call <laughs> ghostbusters dan and dan and dan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the carbo loading it works um there isn't any question about it that it that it works so for me to carb load or not to carb load really depends on the duration and nature of the event that you're going to be doing the next the the or whatever race you're going to be doing as well as what your normal dietary intake of carbohydrates is and how you've adjusted that for the length of your taper so obviously when we do very short races um, and the taper is is almost non-existent um, and we are not going to get anywhere near exhausting our carbohydrate stores then it's a complete waste of time um, carbo loading and i mean I, I remember in in junior school my, my mom making me carbo load on the way to a track meet to run a, a 1200 meter race so yes it used to be massive in 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 the 80s but if you are doing exercise that is lasting longer than one and a half hours so that's the minimum requirement but i would go as far as to say that we're talking about ultra marathons perhaps in marathons uh, because in a marathon running at the the intensity that you run at to race a marathon you've probably got enough carbohydrate stores without carbo loading to take you to about two hours um, and if you carbo load that might extend that by between 20 and 30 minutes so in other words unless you're a ridiculously fast marathoner you are going to have to take in extra genus or 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 outside forms of carbohydrate during exercise and as you alluded to if you really power the carbo loading then you can feel bloated headachey and not feeling amazing when you wake up on on race day so again it's all about if, if we're doing ultra marathons absolutely again that carbo load isn't going to last you the, the whole of the ultra. You're going to have to take in carbohydrates and, and other sources of energy while you are moving. But when we exercise, we can't take in enough, essentially without making you feel sick and feel like you've got a full stomach. So what the carbo loading does is it gives you a carb sparing effect so that you can take in carbohydrates while you're exercising in small amounts often and slowly bleed out the carbohydrates that are stored in the system and then the final part of that answer is to really just 
have a look at what you are doing and what you have been eating. Because if you've got a very high carbohydrate diet anyway, and you are training for a marathon or an ultra marathon, you're going to really cut down your training over the last two to three weeks. But what most of us don't do is adjust our eating. And so if you're eating this massive amount of carbs, cutting down on your exercise, you're carbo-loading anyway. And then to spend the final three days really plowing in all those extra carbohydrates, you can put on two kilograms before you know it. And those two kgs are not going to be helpful, particularly when racing a marathon. Lindsay, I, I'm tackling to myself because you're talking about like smashing carbs the day before and feeling horrific on race day. And I just I was picturing you as this little boy running a 1200 meter after a mac and cheese dinner <laughs> in the car on the way there. <laughs> I would pay good money to see that. <laughs> I, I had a little reputation as a kid of pushing myself so hard that I threw up. <laughs> it's probably the bowl of spaghetti. It had nothing to do with pushing yourself harder with the, the mac and cheese before the race. That is beautiful. Uh, Lindsay, thank you very much for your time today. We, we will chat again soon. Cheers. Hey, it's Brad again. Before I go, did you know that most running training plans don't take your age into account? That's why most runners over the age of 50 are constantly running in some sort of pain or battling a niggling injury. That's why they always feel tired and fatigued, and it's also the reason why their endurance fades as they get older. It's the number one reason they seem to get slower and slower year after year, even though it feels like they're training harder than ever. If you'd like to discover a new way to train as you get older, then make sure you join us for our upcoming fast to be on 50 masterclass simply head over to coachparry.com forward slash 50 or click on the link in your podcast player now